Welcome back to Average Joe's. We only have three guys tonight. Everybody else must have bailed out. So far. So far. Oh, we got time. So we got me, Mike, again, two weeks in a row. I know, you're not, I got in trouble, so you don't say oh. my name. He who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> and Brad. Yep. And Brad. Last but certainly not least. Brad's family grew again this week. Yeah. Great wedding. Welcome a new Mrs. Lillian Miller. Very cool. Yeah, they're in uh, on a I guess a pre honeymoon or a, um, a first tour in um, Niagara Falls, but that used to be that what, used to be what like the people would call honeymoon. But now there's that's uh, that's where they go to uh, for you know a, a, a plan B. While they maybe save money for a real honeymoon, but I don't know what their real honeymoon is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's also a huge destination place for committing suicide. I it was is. I yeah. read this whole history thing of when they drained the the Niagara Falls. There was a year. It was the only time my dad went to Niagara Falls as a kid was a year the falls were turned off. Mm. But they were uh, they thought they'd recover a lot more bodies than they did. I think they only recovered two. But it's like. Huh. Something crazy like twenty people a year or something. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the American side of the falls, you'd understand why. It's a pretty uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> dilapidated mm-hmm. part of the country. But for sure. But the wedding was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think they're going there to die. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go over in a barrel. That used to be a thing, right? They did. Did. <laughs> did you guys see the news story? I think it was like last year about the car that went off. Yeah, into the river, mm-hmm. just above the just falls. above it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, there might have been some forced suicides. Yeah. Too. Yep. Be a good way to maybe but hide a murder. I've stood over there and looked at the falls and have thought, you're know, like, it's just a weird like. I could survive this. I bet I yeah. could survive. You know. I'd be afraid of living through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dying that. Scares me. It's the living. It's the living. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a failure. I can't even <laughs> die right. <laughs> this is such an encouraging podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's tough when you work in mental health. Your boundaries are off, and when you work in prison, it just gets worse. Well, and I think when you're a guy, you kind of have a. Uh, often, men have more dark humor. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, for sure. Probably need somebody to hold us accountable here, and nobody's here to do that this oh, week. Man. It's not good for man to be alone. Maybe that's one of the reasons God said that. Male and female. So, accountability is that the time? On the yeah, we went, we had a couple I ju- uh, suggestions in the group text, and I think accountability is probably the, the one easiest to, of the three to talk. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that the other ones won't be talked about at some point, probably. But. Right. Well, we could put out teasers too, and <clears throat> tell everyone what it was we we're uh, we're talking about getting into porn. And <laughs> let's uh, say that differently, can we, Brad? <laughs> yeah, getting into porn. <laughs> and then, uh, well, then accountability. Maybe if we do well on the accountability talk today, then we won't get into the porn in that future episode. But uh, and transgenderism, yeah. I think we. Kind of touched on that maybe when we were talking about woke. Yeah, culture. maybe we started talking about that some, yeah. But 
could spend a whole episode and on. I came in on the kind of tail end of the conversation you guys were having yeah it was about another podcast I was listening to about the the rot in Christian worship or Christian music today I saw that I can't remember what podcast it, was, it is um, Cooper stuff is that I saw it come across I haven't listened to it yet but it was phenomenal hmm. he was I mean he was really ranting but a lot of the stuff he brought up was just phenomenal and stuff that you know like I said he named names which you don't get a lot of people that'll do that within the industry and mm-hmm. music that we listen to people that you know mm-hmm. that are well-known christian artists and he you know really kind of brought to light some of the stuff that they're involved in and you're like whoa and that's the thing you automatically assume since they're christian right that they're good to go and that we are, should be able to support them no problem and yeah not so much that's a good illustration for um, for accountability too, because he is by doing that, yeah. trying to t- keep guys accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to? Yeah. Say what he was talking about. Oh sure, yeah. So he was um, he talked about a couple different things. That his premise was that we didn't nip this stuff in the bud 20 years ago when it was started, you know, with the emergent church and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he said then, and then we didn't nip it in the bud 10 years ago when it really started pushing again. And now we're stuck with, uh, what we're seeing is, you know, Christian artists who are saying, well, you know, we need to be, um, in order to reach people for Jesus, we need to have the freedom to be able to use raw and real language. So, um, Christian artists that are using, you know, the F-bomb in their, in their music or um, collaborating with, um, you know, supposed Christian artists who are LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it was, um, what I've come down to is that it's people who I know struggle, you know, with, with all of those issues, but the the sin to me is pride it always comes back to pride where um we we want to shape scripture and shape god to say what we want it to Mm -hmm. say and that's that to me is is pride it's us Mm -hmm. wanting to be god of our own lives as opposed to us shaping our lives and our behaviors and our thoughts around god's word and god's thoughts and so ultimately, we talk about accountability. Ultimately, we're accountable to God mm-hmm. and to Scripture. And then as brothers in Christ and, and as families, we're accountable to, to one another. Um, but we accountability has become a, um, gosh, it's it's almost a dirty word now. You know, if You're you, allowed to say the F-bomb, but not accountability. Right, right. <laughs> if you call somebody on it, then it's... You know, it, it, you're you're judging. You're a Pharisee. You're, mm-hmm. and um, when I growing up with Young Life, we had people that you know there was there was big time accountability. You know, but we mentioned porn. I had a group of guys who we were in a, our Bible study with Young Life was called Campaigners. We'd walk the hall in school, and any time at any point, one of the guys in that group could say, "Hey." you clean and that was code for are you staying out of porn are you staying are you not you know avoiding masturbation that kind of thing and that was 
I mean, it was accountability. Guys would ask you, or um, what are you learning about Christ today? What what have you, you know, how has God challenged you today? It, it was, wasn't just accountability like on our language, but it was positive accountability mm-hmm. in it too in that, you know, what, what are you learning? Where are you growing? Um, and then you would share those thoughts and be like, no, that doesn't sound to me <laughs> like something Jesus would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to look into it a little more. And I think the idea of accountability is also oftentimes wrapped up in any of your, your addictions, but it's not necessarily talked about for all the positive stuff like you were just saying. Yeah. Like I'm, well, there's a guy I text every Tuesday night. Shouldn't see his text before long here. And uh, this past week, he's like, "Let's do 500 jumping jacks throughout the course of the week, just so we stay <laughs> being exercised and yep. staying accountable mm-hmm. to each other." Saying, "Well, if I don't do my." jumping jacks he's gonna lose out on our goal like me and just makes us yeah actually get off the couch and do something yeah and that, that's that was one of the one of the best parts i think of fight club mm-hmm. yeah right i mean you were accountable to a group of guys so. mm-hmm. for sure yeah. what are some bible verses which uh recommend or defend uh, accountability among believers uh what's uh is it hebrews uh, i want to say it's like hebrews 12 right which is spurring one another on to good Uh, deeds um mm -hmm. as we see the day approach hebrews 10 yeah hebrews 10 24 yeah you got it there i do go ahead um and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so, and then the, the next verse, <laughs> if we deliberately keep on sinning after we've received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. I don't think it's uh, it's coincidental that those two are, are right there together, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Spur uh, is uh, creating the visual of, of riding a horse with yeah. spurs on your boots, isn't it? Well, yeah. I don't know if they did in in uh, the first century. Uh, they're I don't know they have, they have spurs back then, <laughs> you know? uh, but that is wow. Ouch. Mm. So we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to kick each other with spurs <laughs> towards towards love and good works. I find that interesting because looking in Galatians, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not, it's not a spur. Not ignore <laughs> it. Yeah, there's... Right. But, but isn't that the proverbial pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think the pendulum in churches now has swung so far to the other mm-hmm. side that... Oh, what they do outside of church, what's what they're doing outside of what we can see, that's their own business. Mm-hmm. But that's where, you know, and I know we'll do a podcast on pornography, but you talk about 70% of men in church. Well, it can be that because they can hide it mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. and it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're really, you know, Romans, um, be devoted to one another in love, honor one mm-hmm. another above yourselves. If we're really going to be that as men, 
Well, we then have to be able to say, how are you doing? Are you clean? Are you growing? Have you, in, in, in your walk with the Lord, have you spent time in the Word this week? You know, are you doing that daily? And uh, that's one of the things I like about the Bible app is there's folks in church who, you know, we've, we've, you can friend each other. I, you know, I can like when, when Hannah Miller's reading something in scripture or Maddie, mm-hmm. I can just hit the heart like button on there. Mm-hmm. But as a pastor, I'm like, okay, the, mm-hmm. we've got folks. I mean, Laura DeBots underlines everything <laughs> in her Bible. But we can have even that light level of accountability. Okay, folks are reading the, are reading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people in uh, probably, well, let's see, the counseling, the Christian counseling world, like to say, um, it's not by my job to um, confront anyone on sin or you know con- convict anyone. That's the Holy Spirit's job. I'm like, that's such a cop out because how does the Holy Spirit work through hmm, us people? Yeah, and that's why I asked with the the question. I had I had a couple of ideas in my mind, and and you you guys have come up with good ones I, I suspect there are a lot of scriptures that encourage accountability and you could you could see it even in some of the the classics I um, I like the um, the Great Commission mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, the middle of the Great Commission is after they're conver- converted teach them to obey everything I commanded you how do you do that uh, by turning a blind eye uh, or just crossing your fingers and being hopeful. Mm. Or uh, one of my favorites about um, the inspiration of Scripture to Timothy 3.16, so the Word of God is is uh, breathed out by God. Uh, but it they, they, uh, would be Paul. Sorry. No, I'm, I, it's one of my favorite Paul, passages. <laughs> for saying the word Paul. <laughs> I, I forgive you. <laughs> Hold me accountable to that. Uh, but it's useful for, uh, what is it, uh, it's teaching, teaching, correcting, rebuking, and one more. So the, the man of God will be thoroughly training. equipped for every good work. What is it? Training, I think. Training. Yeah. Training, yeah. yeah. You think about those words. Um, those are pretty intense words. You don't do that just by preaching. Um, from the pulpit on Sunday, no. it takes more than that, and uh, and men maybe then we can come up with some better words than just for accountability if it's outlived its usefulness. Uh, but uh, as iron sharpens iron is a classic mm-hmm. for for men's ministry. I I agree. I think I think it is necessary and required. The one you mentioned was Galatians. You say if yeah. you if you find a brother in sin, go to um, him. That's actually if you see online. Let's actually look it up. So Galatians six sin, one through two. Go to privately, but um, mm-hmm. watch yourself, or you you also yeah, be tempted. Pretty much that one, yeah. It's Galatians 6, you said? Yeah, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. <clears throat> Carry each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, oh, we're struggling because we can't make ends meet. That's spiritual burdens, mm-hmm. too, right? I mean, that's... I think accountability there's two things accountability i think is 
Because the Great Commission isn't go and convert people. It's make them make disciples of all nations, right? Mm-hmm. And so discipleship is far more than just getting uh, somebody to say, yeah, I'm a believer. It's, it is walking and discipling and holding them accountable. And, um, and then you mentioned accountability. Maybe that word has outlived its usefulness. I think I don't think it has. I think people's hearts have hardened, mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to be confronted or or to change or to. But if we if the goal is to disciple and and for every day for us to grow closer, really what we're trying to do is help people grow more holy, mm-hmm. to become more holy, to become more Christ-like, and what happens it seems like in our world is that if you if you say you know. I want to talk to you about this. You know, you know, Ryan, the way you have responded to your wife the last couple times in public, you know, maybe there's something there that we ought to, you know, you might want to take a look at. Well, then, Ryan, and incidentally, I've never seen that in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm using your name as an example. But for you to then, you can react one of two ways. <laughs> What's it of any of your business how I love my wife or not love my wife? And then, okay, I'll never respond again. Or you could say, gosh, I, I hadn't been, I hadn't noticed that. Maybe there is something there. What have, what have you seen specifically? But churches are so afraid to have those mm-hmm. conversations anymore mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't know what we're, what it is in our culture now, but we don't ever say that. We're so afraid of becoming Pharisees. Or mm-hmm. if I say something to you, now you're going to look at my life and say something to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. Know. Now, could it be, I was just thinking this, I'm kind of spitballing here. For so long, churches did that whole brimstone and fire type thing. Mm-hmm. Convert or you're going to hell. I don't care. If you can right. be the person on the street. I'm going to holler at you. Mm-hmm. Like we see yeah. certain churches in certain places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the fair. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't bother making those relationships. Yeah. And now yeah. they got the church has gotten to a point where they're afraid to do that, even when those relationships are built, because of mm-hmm. what yeah. the mistakes they made in the past of trying to handle it. Yep. Yeah. The the um um what was the word you said? Now I've lost. I really wasn't listening to what you said. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the, the but the mistakes. Uh, of the past and there was mm-hmm. something else in there and I, I lost what I, I had some thoughts but gone that is true not in my experience but in, in what I've learned about the Free Methodist Church and uh, I have dabbled in fundamentalism fondly and uh, visited a couple of churches personalities I think are drawn to those kinds of things but anyway um I remember a pastor saying that if he saw a youth group member, a young lady, walk in to church with inappropriate clothing, he would walk straight up to her as soon as she came in the church and tell her to go home and change her clothes. Now, we might all agree that, you know, nobody should be in church with inappropriate clothing, but uh, how do you define that in appropriate clothing? Mm. Uh, tight jeans, uh, yoga pants, <laughs> uh, uh, a low-cut top, uh, tight, see-through. Uh, and then and my, my conversation with him was basically that clothing 
it's not about the clothing it's about the eyeballs because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you can uh, and and they're both true uh, you have to so these accountability conversations can be complicated uh, 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 and that's part of the goodness I guess that comes out of it and they may push back and push back again and um, uh, come to an understanding uh, I don't know I mean, that question of clothing in church would be a nice one for us to address these days, but I certainly don't want to be the one writing up the policy (laughs) because I don't, I don't know how to do that. Um, And you know, there's, there's stuff below that too. Sometimes they've never been taught or mm -hmm. they've come into church and it's, you know, they're young first time they've come to church or may Mm -hmm. not be even a Christian and Mm -hmm. How do you, you know, and as a dad of daughters, it's not easy to find yeah. fashionable clothes that are not revealing. And yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of elements to that. My girls wear tight clothes that, that I'm not fond of, but so has Caleb. <laughs> Skinny jeans and stuff like that. I'm glad but, they were not women's clothes. <laughs> but right, there are, there are priorities then, too, where if someone's a visitor coming into church and they're... Yeah. They're wearing uh, uh, yoga pants and and uh, a long top or something like that. Thank God for the long top and uh, welcome them to church. There are more important things to attend to. I wonder what what uh, some of the women might have been dressed like when when uh, when Jesus encountered them. Mm-hmm. The one who wiped his feet with oh, her yeah, hair, yeah. or the woman and at the, the well. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and the same could be said with the the guys dropping the f bomb. It might be uh, a conversation because there are. Uh, I mean, that might be an extreme example, but there's a lot of gray area that led up to that. Yeah. And I might actually uh, agree with the gray area, uh, which just leads to a slippery slope. And where do we draw the line? Right. And in what contexts? Um, anyway, um, I heard. Um, I think it was Dallas Willard said any kind of cursing uh, or swearing you might call it involves a an attitude of contempt mm-hmm. and I had to think about what what does that mean contempt for God I think so then there's like a, uh, so then it is a, a heart attitude where anytime you spit out something like that it's a dissatisfaction with the sovereignty of God I am disgusted about someone or something that just happened and i'm pronouncing judgment on it like this is this should never be this is wrong i can't accept this uh but it's it's a it's a judgmental it's a cursing and that's why they call it cursing curses i guess but um you say the the big d i don't know where you I might normally have said that on the, <laughs> right now, but under the circumstances, <laughs> I'm not going to. But uh, the I think the illustration is obvious. Then, if you uh, if you darn darn something, <laughs> if you darn something, <laughs> and euphemisms come up in yeah, the Christian yeah. church and stuff like that. Well, and that's there's a yeah. there's a contempt for I think what. Uh, maybe that for God's sovereignty 
uh, where you're pronouncing judgment on something uh, and you damn something, that's like cursing it to hell. Yeah, yeah. May you, you know, you deserve or I'm declaring that you or that deserves to go to hell. We don't get to judge any of that unless it's already been judged, I guess, mm -hmm. something. But um, anyway, so sh so it goes with the F-bomb, I'm thinking, that uh, someone someone says that in music or it's uh, it's not just how do you say that without affirming it right that's another you know when you right. talk about the the lgbt stuff how do you love uh, without affirming yeah. and uh, well for the f-bomb it could be by saying it's the f-bomb and not actually saying it <laughs> and, and talking about with other guys then let's you know it's not just wagging your finger you shouldn't have said that but let's talk about why if i can't explain why right. then maybe i'm the one who's wrong right if he says well paul said uh i've become all things to all people that i might save some then we might at least talk about the context of that well that, exactly. is that what is that what jesus ate and drank with sinners you know so it's so simple um uh, careless, yep. lazy logic, and yep, but it. but then it take but it takes effort then to sit down and say, all right, let's let's pull up this up on our phones and and read it together because, um, yeah, I don't think you really understand what. And I'm not one to probably the example to set because my prayer coming to Christ used the f bomb. <laughs> Uh -huh. I mean, that was how I came to the Lord, really ultimately surrendered my life, and I used that word. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to go back with the clothing thing with church, um, I think I'm more apt to say, like you, it, it goes, it's the clothing isn't, isn't the issue, is that it's the eyeballs. I would rather say, mm -hmm. all right, let's look at Job 31.1. I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully on another woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, these women are going to dress the way they dress. And... We, we can't change that, but we can change our own hearts and change what we're looking yeah. at. Um, and so that would be the place that I would be more apt to go. And then with the ladies, and obviously it wouldn't be us, it would be women with women saying, okay, what's going on? This is a, this is, there may be a situation where that's the only way they've ever learned to mm -hmm. receive love is in, you know, how they're dressed and how they're... Um, you know how they're presenting themselves that they, that all physical attraction is really intimacy well it's not and mm -hmm. that that we can te you know teach from up front and from bible studies so oh, for sure i uh, it's interesting that we went down that path i watched a reel the other day it was on like facebook or something and it was i can't remember who did it but um the whole premise of it was we as christian men need to set an example for our kids yeah. via our wife of what a proper affection looks like of that yes the, fe the female body is mm -hmm. amazing but it is designed by God it is another sentient being yep. and we are not to completely old, like boggle over or anything yeah. Yeah. we need to acknowledge yes God did make that beautiful woman Yep, but she's not mine. She's somebody else's, and we need to. Right. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah, and and that was another thing when we were, um, you know, struggling with with accountability and pornography and stuff growing up. Um, 
we were, I was taught, you know, when you see a beautiful woman or see a woman that is attractive to you, and just say, thank you, Lord, because it, it was like that, oh, oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's the Lord's, you know, and, and I'm not going to lust after something that is, that is, you know, not, mm-hmm. well, lust, I'm not going to lust after anything, but, um, but you're right, as, as fathers and husbands, I want to set an example for my daughters that is saying, don't accept anything less than mm-hmm. this. You know, you are God's precious mm-hmm. daughter, and you deserve to be uh, treated as such. And so don't, you know, feel like you got to sell yourself out. I almost mm-hmm. used Chris's word on the podcast that was never aired. But <laughs> don't sell yourself out there so cheaply. Mm-hmm. You know, you you deserve to be cared for and loved, mm-hmm. not for your physical body, which you did nothing to to create, but for who you are and who your identity is and... Uh, well, boy, we could do a long podcast on, on that. But oh, for sure. So, how are we doing? On we're at almost thirty minutes. That's probably close enough, right? Close With enough. Brad, if Brad you already can't. left, so <laughs> we kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to use the f bomb, and we made him leave. <laughs> Keep him account. We'll get off of him. <laughs> well, no, I think I just think it's important to bring that back into the yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think we've got to figure out how to swing the pendulum back to the middle. That's always the balance Mm of, we used to have this hardcore accountability where everybody was judging everybody and poking into each other's Mm -hmm. lives and, you know, pointing out their faults. Well, now we've swung so far the other side, we can't, we don't hold each other accountable to anything. And so there needs to be some middle ground, I think. Um, And maybe it's just asking you know what does scripture really say about that and mm-hmm. let that person then decide for themselves but or, or in a group of folks to mm-hmm. you know, research it together but oh anything else i don't think so all right <laughs> well i'm gonna go have some dinner then. bad bad usually has all the announcements but yeah he left, so... Oh, there is uh, the guy... Well, there's a guy thing coming up, I'm not, I'm not sure what the Yeah, the 19th, and 19th. it's at Greg McAllister's. I don't know the time, but I did see an email on that. Um, I'm coming back uh, the 20th. Um, I think Elaine is preaching that first week that I'm back, but I'll be in church on the 20th. And it's been... Uh, I've missed people. Uh, I've really... Uh, it's been good to, to be uh, in solitude, but I have missed... Uh, connecting with folks and so it's been fun recently more recently seeing people here and there mm-hmm. and um, you know at the whether at the racetrack or at Burt's or uh, I was up at Bob's Coke Museum recently and I ran into Steve and Gal at Burt's one day and um, kind of easing cool. back here so I, I definitely miss connecting with folks it's weird though a little bit I feel well, like I, after being secluded for so long yeah i kind of feel like i have all these words that i need to that i've stored up now i need to spew them out it's kind of like tom hanks from the movie castaway he's yeah. away for so long he comes back and doesn't know how to respond to <laughs> civilization yeah i don't have a volleyball though <laughs> oh that's a good movie yeah well all right you well, good i'm good i'm all set then um what's our are you gonna oh. <clears throat> See you in church. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> See you guys in church on Sunday. <laughs>